there's always like actors that survive, let's say, across 20 years. Most actors fade out. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is an unusual case because he kind of stayed at the same altitude pretty much his whole career, which is actually pretty He's amazing. still a superstar, even though he's 250 years he's, old. He's a 250-year-old. Most have their peak, especially like action movie stars or comedy stars. But and he then, did have a point in the 80s where it'd be like presumed innocent. Like it was like a lot of legal thrillers. And legal thrillers. Yeah, yeah, Tom Clancy yeah, movies. Yeah, and yeah. But, but what it, usually happens is a star will kind of do their thing, sort of see their 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 stock value fall. Yeah. And then they come back. And it's this turnaround role. Like probably one of the most extreme examples is John Travolta. Travolta is in a, Pulp Fiction. There is not a lot going on with with John Travolta. Like the, you know the things they make chicken nuggets out of? That sort of that slimy, slimy yeah. yeah. That's that's where we're at and then Pulp Fiction comes out and everybody's like John Hard Travolta. Reset. That's right. I have no idea why we're talking about this given the actual topic of the podcast. You're going to get me there. Anyway, that's not what this is about. What, what this the is hell about, is this about? It's about turnarounds. It's uh, about everything falls. Oh, wow. Hey. If it rises, it's going to fall. What about the American Empire then? Oh, that's not this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the that's next podcast. That's not this We'll get podcast. that done in the next 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, everything falls. Companies fall. Um, yeah, they come and go. Yes. There was a chain of diners in the 50s called Walgreens. Yeah, classic turnaround story. And go in there and get like a soda pop. No, but you sat down, it was a meal, and then they saw this monster show up that didn't use plates. Godzilla. It wasn't Godzilla. (laughs) Okay, but it was the And you didn't sit down and they were just popping up everywhere like a weed. It was called McDonald's. Yeah, okay. And they sat down, they said, We're done. We are done. You know, what's interesting is... By the way, it was a third of the price. Sure. And they didn't say, we need to have hamburgers at a third of the price uh, starting tomorrow. Nope. They said, we've got a network, we've got a distribution network, and let's shift. And they shifted to pharmacy. And that was... that. It wasn't even a turnaround. They were like... They peered into the abyss. That's a hard pivot, actually. Like, to go, we sell one thing, yeah. and we're going to sell a totally different, complicated category. That's right. And so... Let's jump to our industry, technology. Obviously, probably the most famous turnaround. I mean, it'll be looked back on as one of the most uh, incredible business turnarounds, period, is is the Apple turnaround. You, right? you had Wired Magazine with a cover, and it's an apple with a heart. It just says, pray. Pray. Right? Like, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, just, it was over. And, and it was it's, over. They were in debt. They were borrowing money from Microsoft. It had, had to feel humiliating. The products weren't good. Right, they weren't particularly good, and they, you know, they and they were they kind of kept pushing. They had stuff like the Newton and so on, and then Steve Jobs comes back, and he comes back actually a little bit on a cloud, like not it, it, there's a little bit of a dark cloud because he's a tough operator. The company is a mess. He starts cutting the hell out of the product line. They had all these products like Newton, and all these different versions of Macs. They yeah. were licensing their technology yeah. to other companies, and he's like, nope, not going to be that. We're going to do like three things. They saw he saw it was scattered. And I'd say let's let's come up with some hallmarks of a turnaround. First off, you need a tyrant. You need an absolute or a leader who has the support of like it was a public company at that time. The board essentially told they had they said this is our hail mary. 
Let him back in. Let's see where this goes. Let me just, because, you know, people hear you say you need a tyrant. I, I know you really well. Let me say what you're, I'm going to translate from Richie's to, to like, um, young professional listening to this so that they don't get confused. You don't need someone to come in and hit you with a stick. What has happened though? Why are things not going well? Why do you have 20 products and none of them are selling that well? Is that there's all these little domains. Well, many didn't even make it out. They're fiercely protected. They're fiercely protected by really talented people. And every single one of those people will say, unless we, unless you give me more resources, I can't save the company. And so you have what That's is right. essentially at this stage, a vast hallucination. What is the mechanism for cutting through a vast hallucination? It is someone who it's not like you, I can say, well, it's big dose of reality. The only reality facing Apple at that point is you're going to go out of business. Okay. Yeah, but uh, so a new reality that, right? had to show up. All exactly, and that's Steve Jobs is famous for literally. They called it the reality distortion field, where he would be like, "Here's the rules," and everybody would be like, "Well, that that'll never work." He'd be like, "Yeah, but those are the rules," and everybody would be like, oh, "Okay, that's right." And 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 you know, uh, Jobs and other leaders who were frankly they they didn't see Paul. He's not a political leader. He wasn't a political leader. No. He wasn't someone who knew how to get all the right votes on the board. He didn't have the savviness about humans, actually. He was too narcissistic. He would get in his own too way. Too narcissistic, too single-minded. Yeah. And then, so when I say, you know, uh, a tyrant, what I really mean is it's someone that unapologetically embraces the concentration of power that they have to go do the thing. Right? Well, and it's, the, it's to go do the thing. The people who embrace the concept, we've met CEOs of organizations who love the concentration of power, but actually don't have a thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah. guy wanted to get essentially to the iPod. I don't think he knew what it was be, but he's like, first of all, our computer should look like candy. They should be Skittles. There, there were a few phases, yeah. right? Like, and, and he, he was a brilliant marketer, but I think he I also th spent all the, I did a lot of research on this guy. Like he spent years in the wilderness making next, which is now essentially the Mac OS operating system and the iOS operating system. He built like everything. He overbuilt. He built his own factory floor. He like made yeah. sure the robots were painted a certain color. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He just went off, took his Apple money and kind of like went all the way in. Yeah. And I think he, and then he like invested in Pixar. Like the guy was right ahead of everything. And then he went, okay, I know what to do. Yeah. He's, he'd been craving to get this back, right? Yeah. Like it was, and remember they brought him back in as like special advisor after they bought next and he was just going to kind of walk the halls and be helpful. Yeah. And then suddenly if you're outside of Silicon Valley, which I was, I was young at the time, you're like, boy, there's a lot of blood yeah. for Apple. Like just Apple, they're just squeezing that thing. They're killing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the truth is, you know, the tyrant uh, metaphor works. He was not good, not a good guy. Like he was a mean cruel, single-minded, just, I mean, read the biography. Let, let this me, is not a friendly person. Let me say something, though. That is a really bad thing to do when you're running, like, a diamond mine. But the reality is everyone <laughs> in that company was able to walk down the street and get a new job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's okay. It was an unbelievable expansion. Um, yeah. So, like, the reality, like, he was a dick, but I actually think, like, he doesn't come in for the heat that like a Jack Welch who went in the G and just fired everybody yeah. would take now. Because ultimately, anyone who wasn't working on an Apple could go get a re like a great job yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And, and look, I think there are many stories. Like everybody has their rise and fall, right? Like, you know, the motorcycle company Harley Davidson. Yeah. 
used to be, I mean, an iconic American brand, American made. Uh, Japan shows up. Asia shows up. Kawasaki, Yamaha. Kawasaki, Yamaha. I mean, these are, these are you know, piano companies <laughs> just come in and just crushed an American motorcycle factory. Oh, they, right? made, they made beautiful motorcycles that didn't collapse into piles of metal. <laughs> right. right. So it's, they're supposed to go away. Like Harley Davidson is supposed to just sort of fold up and Well, it stood away. for something, though. So did Apple. There's it value. stood for something. If you have that brand and you have the right leadership, there is a chance. That's right. That's right. And so what happened with Harley is actually interesting, too. Which is I like, don't know the Harley story. What is it? I, I, I don't know it in detail either, but I do know what... The, the 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 second win that they found first off stop looking at the measures of success of like that you had before and look at a new set of measure a new way to measure success meaning don't be like how do we crush yamaha right don't do that like don't bother what what did they pause the right, right. So it's, what happens is everybody loses an arm and then they're like i'm going to do just as many push-ups as before <laughs> it doesn't work yeah so what they did was they looked they paused and they said look this brand is revered it's part of American folklore and culture. Sure. Um, uh, our bikes are beautiful. They mass produce them. Ours are like, they, they look like works of art, right? They do. They have that kind of hand burnished vibe. They really do. And they turned and looked at the cohort that knew what Harley Davidson was. And it was, it was people who used to be in their 20s or now are in their 40s and 50s and 30s. Extreme boomers. And have money. Yeah. And they said, you know what? How about we make a lot less, charge more, and treat this thing as as a status symbol more? We're not going to beat anybody on horsepower and computing power in the motorcycle. That's not yeah. our gig. We're going to actually embrace the history and the and and the the aura of the brand and see where we go. And they got and 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 again, don't apply the second wind against the metrics of the first win. That's not the point. No, this makes it, you ever be, you ever like drive upstate and like a motorcycle gang will go by of like cool kids from New York City? They, they're not on Harleys. They're not on Harleys. They're, they're on like Kawasaki's. They're going to like 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a rough scene and that's yeah. not that, cra- that's not the crowd for the Harleys. Now look, I don't know where Harley is today because I think a lot of the people that they were catering to are they have back problems now, to be perfectly <laughs> honest? Problems. Yeah, there's no back left. Yeah, there's no back left. So, but I, I think let's go back and list out some of the things that I think work for turnarounds. Number one, you need a singular vision. If that vision happens to be in a leader's hand, good for us. But you need a singular vision, right? Steve Jobs, uh, the Harley re- revival, etc. So, what is that vision? Number two, simplify. That, I think that's the killer, right? Like it's, it's what, what simplification does, I think from the consumer point of view, it's like, all right, I have less choice now, but all right, I get it. You're still your thing. But from the internal point of view, it's like, I'm kind of done with all you. We're either going to make the thing or we're going to go out of business. I think, I think there's usually pain on the other side. Well, there has to be. This. You got to shrink the company. Right? Do so I you, need 12 factories like I used to in the 50s? Well, I also, do I need the Newton? And do I need the Newton? Yeah. All of it, right? And I, do I need all those people who, frankly, look, it's hard. The reboot is often hard. The third thing... Unless an awful lot of them don't work out. 
these turnarounds. Yeah, because what happened, what we're describing is the turnarounds where the leader has an extremely focused agenda and is able to communicate it really well. But a lot of times what happens is people come in and are like, we're going to cost cut, we're going to get rid of these things, we're going to get really efficient. And they, they don't really have an attitude towards growth. The last example I would use is IBM. IBM was, I mean, they were going to be broken up. They were so big. Yeah. They were actually looked at as like, oh my God, all of the computers in, in America and around the world are made by one So they company. owned an industry for a while. Owned an industry yeah. for a while. But then. And then uh, the 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 operating system, the software that runs the hardware um, uh, was not owned by them. And it. And Microsoft happened. Microsoft happened. And, and, Microsoft and didn't licensed. just happen in like home computers, which I think IBM could have survived, but it started all the servers, all like government started to pay Microsoft to run Windows inside of data centers. And like suddenly tens, hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars are just gone. It takes, and this is my third and probably most important point, and I think this applies not just to big companies, but to people who are changing careers, to small businesses that are trying to figure out what to be next is there is, I'll, I'll say it this point with an example. You be the CEO of IBM. I'm Lou Gerster. Party's over, Lou. Oh, I like parties. You know what? I don't know how he sounds. You're, you have, you are technology to 25,000 beautiful relationships. I like how I think that Lou Gerster is like 800 years old. Yeah, I think exactly. older, but he's well, my age when he's doing this, right? Yeah, so yeah. like you yeah. and I are now yeah. CEO age. It's terrible. How would you like to, maybe IBM should just be a consulting firm. Do you understand how humiliating that is? I mean, consultants having been one, they're just dog crap. They're just the worst animals. We build I'm, hardware. I'm IBM. Yeah. I licensed Charlie Chaplin to help sell my computers. I created American data industry as a whole thing. I kind of helped the World War II on the wrong side a little bit too. I like made a few mistakes along those lines. But nonetheless, I'm IBM. I make supercomputers. Everybody uses my stuff. Uh, I have I, I like I have a vast workforce. We're all in upstate New York. I make, you know, I, I own a brand called, uh, I, I've got co- laptops, ThinkPads. ThinkPads, which yeah. they sold off. Lenovo. To Lenovo, yeah. yeah that was a big a one. one. It was like, hey, we're going to just sell our portable computing business to the Chinese was a real like shell shock. They saw the commoditization happening. Yep. And what you can't commoditize is those relationships, right? And they became a consulting firm. And this is... Well, wait, they kept their high end too. So you'd, you'd be like, I need these IBM supercomputers to process 25 million insurance claims. Right. The margins are beautiful on those, right? And they'd those be like, are... we're going to get you those computers, but you know, once you get them, what are you going to do with them? Exactly. Well, you need some consultants too. Exactly. Great news. And, and, the, and the third point is humility. Like, you're like, my God, we are America's diner, Walgreens. Like, how can we be anything don't, else? Don't look for the leg that got cut off to grow back. <laughs> Just move on, man. I mean, that's the reality, right? And it's 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 horrible to use like a metaphor like that, but I think that's what happens is people just kind of sit there like, we got to get back. I, you know, this is you and me. I remember once we sold a piece of work for an unbelievably good rate, just a good rate. And every piece of work after, you'd look at me and you're like, I can't get back to those numbers. And I'm like, you can't. There's no way. It's not possible. We, that was just a great moment in agency history. Yeah. It was, and, yeah. And now you're like trying to squeeze over here and you're like, I'd, I'd have to staff 180 people. I'm like, no. <laughs> the math didn't work, <laughs> no. man. No. It, it, you got to just accept that like you can't put, you can't get back to where it used to be. 
the one that's, that breaks my heart, Richard, is I love, I got into the synthesizers. Uh, uh-huh. We sold our company. I started Bojaro, which is a- Name your hobby. I've got a hobby now. Yeah. I was like, I got a little, little extra room in my brain. The big synth company is Moog. I, I don't know anything about them, but it's so big that I know the brand, and I think most people do. They're not a big company. And so what happened was- uh, It's they recognizable because a lot of famous artists use them. They had a very tortured corporate history, you know, like- gets bought here the guy loses his name because a lot of like sith history is they get their own name back where is it's american yeah it, see it, if you told me to guess i would have said like german no it's it's all american okay Yet it's another, a little bit it, of a harley davidson story extremely similar and they had a big factory in Asheville, north carolina beautiful town went through it in the pandemic etc cetera, etc cetera. hit what apparently looked like a really tough financial situation owner and he sold it to a company called id music that owns other brands like akai and sort of like oh okay it's like a holding company yeah okay and and so like just in the last week they're let a looks like about half the people go who work there like it's Mm. it's sad like clearly american manufacturing is going to end for this company its product line is very diverse so they're, mm, they're going to probably mm. have to narrow it. Like, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm, I'm watching the opposite of the turnaround. It sounds like there still will be Moog products. They just won't be made in the U.S. Well, here's what's tricky, right? Moog products are ridiculously expensive compared to a bunch of other stuff. But like, this is the, it doesn't, the, the non-turnaround. It's really sad. Is it? Uh, it is for me because there's a, you know, it was kind of employee owned. There was a good vibe. It was a very good vibe. And there's no way for the conglomerate to have that vibe. Did it, did it get lost when the, sounds like there wasn't a good trend. There wasn't a good succession plan. No, the products were great. They needed more money. No, but where, who wears the soul, right? Like the soul of the company. Did it go with this guy? Like a little bit, a little bit. There were a couple, there were some great products like the matriarch, but the, they built a flagship and it seemed to, it it seemed to sell a lot, but didn't really catch on. Is there a $300 Moog you can buy your kid? No. See, there's software, it's plugins, but no. yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's it's funny. Um, uh, I think well, there is there's the Mavis, but it doesn't. It's not. If you give that to your kid, they'll punch you in the eye. Okay, so here here's here's I mean my read, and this goes back to humility. I I think you gotta embrace the idea that you know um, th- there was a generation that loved you, that really fueled your growth and your success. And there's always new people who don't understand anything about you and don't know anything about other than the fact that like, you know, the doors used you. Right? The halo is there still a little bit, right? The halo is yeah. still there a hundred percent. And and I think the charm and the appeal of it, I mean, I have no doubt. Yeah. Harley's appealed to the, the boomers who liked Harley's, but I bet you they appealed to a lot of other people no, too, the, right? The thing they liked to produce at Moog was the, uh, the Model D, which is the same one for 1973. It was a cut like MIDI and a couple updates. Uh, and it was forty five hundred bucks, right? So it's just like it's out of reach to kind of everybody. That's I think that that'll do you in, right? You can't grow a company that way. Look, I, I think you know I, I I view and I'm gonna get sentimental about corporations now for a second. Oh, that's good. Corporations in, in in legal, you know, they, a corporation is a legal construct. Yeah, it's a it's a person. It's a fictional person. Yeah, I think of that's them as right. Babies. You know what happens to, happens to fictional people? Uh, incredibly bad stuff usually. It's most often it's quite similar to similar to what happens to people. Your the spring to your step, 
Yeah. The joints start to hurt. Yeah. Um, you you can't seem to keep down that glass of wine like you used to. Oh yeah. It's these are you know can't handle spice. I mean, there are examples of companies that find that second win and just go 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 yeah. like, but they're very rare. What what you're talking about? Most companies about, just one day have terrible rectal bleeding and then it's over. <laughs> I mean, it's just, look, man, it's it's needs change. Uh, circumstances change, markets change, audiences change, um, and it becomes hard. If you're going to always sit there and beat yourself up by the fa- for the fact that you can't run that like hundred yard dash the way you used to, you're going to be pretty miserable. Like, what can you? What can you do? Can you coach someone else? Can you be a track and field coach? Can it's you volunteer a, and help it's, kids? It's, so, so actually, what happened there, right, is like something that was utterly full of good vibes, but maybe a little shaky. Yeah, is now kind of full of bad vibes. Yeah, you know? and, and that's the brand. The yeah. brand is the thing. Yeah, let me boil this down to some personal advice to close it out. Yep. Um, I have talked to people and had coffee with people who, um had a stretch in their careers that was riding pretty high and then hit a bump. Shocking when it happens. They're always shocked. They're always shocked. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I expect, like, I, I write for magazines now. I just expect them to fire me all the time. You do. Yeah. I've, heard you, I've yeah. heard you say it. For a lot of those people, the number one thing they can do is to kind of reset where they think they sit in the world. Like, and I've seen it. I've had coffees with people oh, where so they hard. feel like, the world doesn't seem to get it. No, no, they're like kings in exile. They're just sitting there with, that's like, right. Yeah, with the crown on, like that's well, right. I am the rightful king of of sweatshirtvania. The world's yeah. a cruel place, man. And the it, world isn't even cruel. It's just incredibly forgetful. <laughs> it's just forget the strengths. You can right. actually explain most things that people assume are human evil with just like human distraction. Yes, and that applies to companies, and yeah. that applies to people. I, I, I think, I think that. That decline shouldn't be read as failure. I think that like diminishing growth shouldn't be read as failure. Like you, you left a dent in the world, whether you're an employee somewhere and you're a part of something very cool that grew really big, or whether you're a synth company that is probably a lot of the music we listen to today wouldn't be around without you, and and that's okay, right? Like the the idea that you need to go back to the same measures of success to be alive again is insanity. I mean, it's it's you know one thing that people. Uh in business and people on the far left agree on is that capitalism always wins. Like it's just going to do its thing. It's, it's literally, it's a digestive system. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to process the brownie, turn it into amino acids or whatever the hell happens in your stomach. Kind and of, you're going to shit the rest yeah, out. It's good. It's true. And it That's is, it. I've been pooped out. It's not a great feeling. It's not a great feeling. We can't end it on that though, Paul. Tell me about our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Our sponsor is Aboard. Aboard.com. Check it out. Rich and I co-founded it. We love it. It's great. It is a way to organize everything. You can collect information on the web, add your own information, put it in all kinds of boxes and tags and stacks, and then you can share it with your friends and talk about it. It is just a magical tool. Mobile's coming real soon. And we'd love you to take a look at it. If you need us, check us out at Ziotti Ford on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, and send an email to hello at ZiottiFord.com. Good discussion, Paul. This was like one of those. Not what is it, buttercup something? Buttercup. Buck up, buck up, buttercup. Buck up. Buttercup. No, I, I think that's the wrong, wrong way to frame it. I think it's more like, um, like don't beat yourself up constantly. You've seen success. It can't go forever. Like that's just reality of it. I know.
know you're sad about Moog. I can see it in your eyes, Paul. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they left their death in the world. Well, maybe I'll get there. <laughs> Hang in there, Paul. All right. Have a lovely week. Bye.